Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Put those earbuds in, turn up the volume, because it's the time for another edition of Double Take Sports Talk with the Watch Brothers right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, double hand points. Not too bad. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. Wanted to briefly talk about the Harlem Goldtrotters. Um, put out in the post, uh, was it yesterday? Maybe yesterday. Put out in the post yesterday that they officially want to be a part of an NBA or want to be an NBA franchise. They believe that they have a chance in the NBA. Um, they believe that they can take the time to find the necessary people to form a franchise. And they said, based on what we have already proven, we can field a team of talent on par with the pros of today, and we want a chance to do that. And that's what they said in a team statement. Uh, and that's what they wrote to uh, the NBA governors and Commissioner Adam Silver. They said that they want an NBA franchise. Not now, but right now. But in realization, it's going to take some time for, for something like that to happen. Uh, the last time that they uh, beat an NBA team was back in 1949, and that was the reigning champions, Minneapolis Lakers. The team was founded in 1926, and it's been 72 years since they last played an NBA team. <clears throat> the other part of that statement said, as, an NBA, as the NBA grew, you were able to attract the best black players, but we remember who helped the NBA get it all started. And basketball would not be the same or what it would be as it is today. So, General Manager Jeff Munn said they are ready to negotiate a franchise. Now, this has caused a little bit of a, a debate mm -hmm. uh, based on who they are because they are a team that like to entertain uh, people. So, could we've been to maybe one or two of their entertaining games when they played. Um, I don't think most people understand the capability of the Harlem Goldtrotters. I don't think people understand it. I don't think people see it. Um, when you have somebody like Will Chamberlain coming out of, you know, the Harlem Goldtrotters and a lot of uh, players that have played so well 
with the Go Trotters. The one thing that you have to have in the NBA that the Go Trotters do have is something called reflexes. I believe the Go Trotters have a very good chance of succeeding in the NBA. Darrell, what are your thoughts? I look at, uh, like you said, Will Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. I look at Connie Hawkins. Mm-hmm. You know, and I look at most of these players that has transformed themselves from the Globetrotters to the NBA. Mm-hmm. These are the guys that actually presented in the NBA. Right. They became good players. Right. And you said when you said there that they don't understand the actual standpoint of what the Globetrotters can provide for an NBA team. It's the same people that led the way in the NBA mm-hmm. for younger generations mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. into play. Rather, if you're a foreign, or rather, if you're from the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. And these players provided that. Right. You know, all these black players actually did, as the Harlem Globetrotters were the Globetrotters, and then played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, regardless to how people see this aspect, I think it's a wonderful idea to the fact mm-hmm. that the Globetrotters do deserve a shot mm-hmm. to be a franchise. Mm-hmm. Even though that they're mostly known to be entertaining, to be comedy and all of that. And not as an organized uh, team. Right. And they kind of have proven from that aspect that, you know, organized ball is a little different from their taste. Mm-hmm. That game that we went to, yes. where they played against one of those all-star uh, College teams. all-star teams. College. College all-star team. They got beat by them. We was very disappointed in that, but it was worth the go because we love the gold truck. Yes. You know, they still have that knack. Of actually playing for a franchise team. Yes, they do. See, they're just that's where you think and one came from. Right. You know what I mean? Where do you think and one came from? And mm-hmm. one was really impressed with how the Glow Trotters did their entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then it poses a question for most people. Will they be able to maintain talent? So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if they haven't already maintained talent from 1926 up until now, and it's still famous for what they're doing, would you not think they would be able to handle it? Do you not think they would be able to handle uh, negotiation, trades, and, and, and things like that? I don't see why not. I don't either. I don't either. There's a lot of people that's debating that. There's a lot of people that are saying that, for one, they're not going to survive in this league because of the physical contact. And that's the problem. When they do that, it's going to be two different types of glow drops. Mm-hmm. Organized basketball mm-hmm. and comedy glow drops. Mm-hmm. Nothing is changing on their behalf from what I see. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to change that. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have those globetrotters that's still going to be entertaining, mm-hmm. that's still going to perform mm-hmm. in January like mm-hmm. they always do. Mm-hmm. Go on tour like how they always do. Mm-hmm. Some of these things are just a different experience. Mm-hmm. Something they want to actually seek in. Actually want to be a part of. And like they said, they deserve that credit. I th- Why not? I think, I think they absolutely deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that it's important that the Globetrotters do deserve their recognition to be at least considered. Right. To be in that franchise. Right. Regardless to what other people would think about them. Right. They deserve it. Oh, they, yes, they do. I'm not ruling that out at all because I, I think they definitely deserve a shot. I hope that they do get their shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a whole. This will be a whole new experience mm-hmm. for how they actually prepare, how they actually practice, because all the stuff that they're doing. Do you think they put in just like six hours worth of practices just to be who they are? For mm-hmm. Hell no. Nah. They put in a whole bunch more hours mm-hmm. to put in this time mm-hmm. and put in all this work. Right. Just like how we talked about in 2K when we talked about the last week with the, the teams that, you know, that was playing before the three-point line existed. Right. They trained hard. Right. You know, just because they look like these cats that just can shoot two pointers all day and shoot in the paint, that don't mean they can still win. They can win. And they, they be whooped without three points. And they whooped our butts just using two pointers and be whooping our butts by fifty plus points. Exactly. Exactly. Took them cats for granted and we got busted for it. Exactly. Point blank period. So it's noted to say do not take the Harlem Gold Trotters for granted because they definitely no, have they a shot. They, they definitely train, have a shot. They can prepare. It may be different from how they would do it, but they can do it. I That's believe. the whole point. Mm-hmm. They could do that. They earned it. I would agree. I would they agree. Earned it. Why not? Absolutely. There's a lot more that's actually. There's a lot more players that's actually. Play for the Globetrotters that actually did play in the NBA. Uh-huh. And why not? Right. I love it. Me too. I think it's a good I idea. I love the opportunity. I love that they actually put their best foot in to actually send that letter off to the NBA mm-hmm. to at least say, hey, we deserve some recognition. We deserve it at least. Give us a chance. Yes. You know, NBA is running out on money. A lot of people, a lot of people, well, back in our, like, when we first, when we was going, you know, people actually paid money to see the whole, uh, the glow truck. Oh, yeah. Entertain. They mm-hmm. paid money to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they can help build their revenue that the NBA lost during the pandemic. I think so, too, Joe. Not to mentioning the uh, Supersonics, Seattle Sonics. Mm-hmm. Bring them back. I, oh, Seattle. Oh, they love their sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if, I love the sign. Yeah. If they come they, back, mm-hmm. if they come back with the Harlem Globetrotters, oh, man. Oh, yeah. They will make up a lot of a, a lost time. I think they make up a lot of revenue for what they lost during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Because they did lose a lot of money during the pandemic. 
They did. They gained it, but they lost it. Right. Yeah, I just I think it's a good idea. I do too. If there's nothing else, then we'll wrap this on up then. That's it for me. All right, so we'll be right back with the sports talk of our podcast. We'll be right back. All right, Darius, I had a question. And I got this, this question. I want you to not think long and hard about, but this is the question. Did you see that bullshit between the Nationals and the Phillies last night? Oh, with the uh, checking of the foreign uh, exchange and the foreign the objects. Foreign substances and yeah. Max Herscher. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. It's just the same dude that uh, that almost took his pants off to just to prove a point. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to be Bruh. funny. Because they're annoyed. Well, he was annoyed. I can see why. They being, they being him and uh, Joe Girardi. always two sides to a story like they always say. Yeah. But my thing with that was was let's think about this. Max Sersha before last night's game he's five and four. Mm-hmm. Five and four before last night. Mm-hmm. And you see some unusual strange activity that you've never seen before, mm-hmm. and you want this man expected three or four times during the damn game. Mm-hmm. Let's just put this in perspective. If he was six and zero with an ERA of like point eight nine, doing it and then rubbing his hair and doing all of this, trying to get the sweat off, then I'll be suspicious. Right. Then I'll be suspicious. But you know what they were suspicious about. Substances. Well, what made what made him be suspicious? What right. led to it? The fact that he threw three consecutive 100 plus mile an hour balls. That's what made them suspicious. But then right after that, he went on to right after that he went ahead to score. I mean, he went ahead and uh, had five scoreless innings after that. Well, it's funny. You might as well just. Go ahead and inspect a Rollers Chapman too, because he throws a hundred plus. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying just that's what that's what me. they suspect. That's what they and do. Joe Girardi knew better because he got it. He used to have a pitcher that used to throw a hundred mile mile pitcher. Which is why he was mad. Which was why he was mad, and why they was trying to check him for substances. It just didn't make sense. It just it didn't make, make sense. sense. And apparently he. He defended it and was like, hey, I've never seen this activity before from him. So I just felt like I was doing what was right for the club. Nah, bro, you just embarrassed yourself. I'm sorry. You did. You just straight up embarrassed yourself. Got ejected. Yeah, then he got ejected after Max Forster staring him down. Like, check me now, bro. What's happening? He was checked about it, but you just embarrassed yourself. 
I know other people don't have different opinions about it, but to me, you embarrass yourself. You just should have let MLB handle that. You just should have did what you did. Eliminating all that crap. Yeah. You should have called up MLB and said, hey, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that spat, trying to intimidate him. You're not going to intimidate a pitcher doing that. You're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Rather than get caught or not, you're just not going to get intimidated. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. It was just goofy to me. Goofy? Yeah, that was real goofy of him to do that. <laughs> it was very goofy. <laughs> goofy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Goofy. It was goofy. Yeah. It was, it, it was, just, it was just goofy. Embarrassingly goofy. Hmm. I want to stay. Yeah. I just had to bring that up. That really got my attention. I just had to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the conference finals now. Two games in, in the West, with Phoenix and, um, the Clippers, and game one tonight with the Hawks and the Warriors. Now, last week I mentioned, we talked about, mentioned, um, Droughts of the teams that were um, thirsty for a ring in the championship. Mm-hmm. And now we are at a point where the Bucks, Hawks, Clippers, and the Suns all fit that category. Mm-hmm. Now, my question to you, Jerry, out of all of those four that are playing right now, who has the better shot of winning the championship this year? <laughs> I can only narrow it down to two teams. And these two teams are the hardest to pick from, and I still have not been able to determine who I think. My two tiebreakers is, of course, the Phoenix Suns and the Atlanta Hawks. They are my two biggest and hardest decisions to make. Atlanta being having uh, Trey Young perform the way that he's performing and the whole team in itself is just freaking phenomenal. Then you have the Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker, Deontay Ayton. And they still win the games without Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's even worse. Yep, yeah, it's worse. Now, here's the thing about that, though. While Phoenix is is, is uh, winning games without Chris Paul, for one thing, he's 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 pretty much coming back game three if he's not, you know, having any having any setbacks. But here's here's the reason why I will probably go have to go ahead and pick Atlanta. The reason why I'm gonna pick Atlanta to actually take it all is simply because they are the last team since the 1994 Indiana Pacers to not have any All Stars on that team. Young talent, as you can say the least. Mm-hmm. Five years or less. I have to think that Atlanta could take it. Yeah. I think Atlanta has just as good as a shot as the Phoenix Suns. I really do. I really do. I'm going to tell you, and I'm, and I'm just going to be blankly honest as I can be. The ultimate test for Atlanta is tonight, believe it or not. 
is tonight. Game one is going to actually set this tone for, for the, the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. For the rest of this series. Because Atlanta, in a sense, has pretty much done it all. Scraped, battled, fought, and won. Now, the Clippers has done it before, too. But the problem is, with the Clippers, is that they're inconsistent. They're inconsistent. Mm -hmm. You get one team that can win on the road and at home, it's like you said, it's three strikes and you're out. Right. It's three strikes and you're out. Right. I think Phoenix got a good, good shot at winning this. That's interesting you say that. Because they have shown, in my personal opinion, since the restart of last season, when they went 8-0 and zero and still didn't make the playoffs. And they continued right where they picked up from this season. Mm-hmm. And here they are as the second seed. Playing better than they did at the restart. Mm-hmm. And that was without Chris Paul. They got the potential. Look, let's just be real. I'm just going to be real. Both of them do. Atlanta they and do. Phoenix. They the, do. The hell, the, they the, hell the hell with the Clippers. The hell with the Clippers. And I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say the hell with Milwaukee because they, they also got a good shot. But they're third on my list. Well, yeah, Milwaukee, I got a problem with Milwaukee. I got a problem with the uh, with the uh, Giannis need to continue to be more assertive and more aggressive in order for them to, to actually have a chance to take it. I agree because regardless to what Giannis can do offensively, they struggle defensively. Right, not just him, but, but the whole team. They struggle mm-hmm. defensively. Yeah, that's a problem. Oh yes. That's a big problem. Yes, it is. And then you got a young, healthy, athletic Atlanta defense and offense mm-hmm. that can attack, ISO, and they can play the block. Mm-hmm. Real good. That's going to hurt Milwaukee if Giannis cannot step up. Right. Drew Holiday hasn't shown up like how he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It's starting to become a natural problem for Milwaukee. Even though they still got a legitimate shot. It looked like they learned from the Brooklyn series when Kyrie got hurt. But I don't know. We'll see how this works when it comes to them trying to contain Giannis and being able to take advantage for it as a height advantage. In that sense. So it's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. And also, your thoughts on the miraculous finisher from last night's game for the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers. That had to have been the best, like Chris Paul said, that was the best drawn-up play by Coach Williams or by Coach Monty Williams on his behalf. That, to me, showed how hungry Phoenix is. Because the Clippers had a chance to close that game out. They blew it. Plain and simple. 
Now, although, yeah, Paul George missing two free throws, but they almost had a defensive stop on that alley-oop. That dude saw it coming, and he almost blocked it. That was almost a defensive stop for the Clippers to tie this series in one game piece. But like they said, Jay Crowley threw the most perfect Perfect Mm alley-oop. He threw perfect. DeAndre Ayton Mm -hmm. to finish that. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Only to where he can get it. <clears throat> and to be honest, they should have called a blocking foul. That should have been an and one. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Yeah. But time expired at that point, so it's just like well, time pretty much expired at that point. And they probably was down. they was looking more at oh, did this actually count? We need to look at this. Yeah. At first, I thought it was offensive basket interference, but I couldn't take that because it wouldn't have counted anyway. Mm-hmm. Because it would have been ball from takeout from inbound to actually hit the basket, and it wouldn't count anyway. Right. But I had a thought, and I just forgot that quick. <laughs> wow. How did I forget that quick? I'm starting to see the frustration in the clicker. DeMarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Doing what he did. Doing what he did to Devin Booker. Yeah. The frustration is kicking in. Now, don't get it twisted. The Clippers have done it before. They have come back from two down mm-hmm. to win the next two at home and then eventually close out the series. But we've been preaching on it before. This is a whole different team. And these are tight battles here. Three strikes and you're out. Now they had a comfortable margin game one. They had a pretty comfortable margin. It wasn't it wasn't as comfortable as, you know, oh we can relax. But it was Yeah, it was enough to where you could say, Oh, this this was pretty much cushion. Game two was a whole lot closer because they kept up. Well no, the reason why it was still a tight battle was because it was a three points or less ordeal. The Suns just played tight defense on the last two possessions for them to win the game. And they clinched four free throws. And they win it by seven. And that was these these cannot it just cannot continue to happen. So they have to go into LA. They really gonna have to play. They're gonna have to play. This series could be damn real. Yeah, it just the Clippers better start playing now. Because if, if Phoenix wins this game, they can go in five. Yeah, they're not going to sweep them. I will say that. They're not going to sweep them. No. They're not going to sweep them. But they're probably, if, if Phoenix win game three or game four, take one of those games on the road, that's it. They're winning in five. That's it. That's it. They're winning in five. Plain and simple. All Clippers need to do is, not the Clippers, all Phoenix need to do is just win one. Whether it's game four or game five. Remember what happened in 2000? They yep. just had three straight games in a row at home. Mm-hmm. They just stole one at home. Yep. That hurt them. Yep. They could have won it to seven. They could have won it to seven. They could have won it to seven. Yep, they could have won it to seven. But this ain't that. Uh, this ain't that. This ain't that home format of no, three games. No, it's not games. that home format, but the uh, Clippers show can treat like it. But yep. this ain't it. Mm-hmm. This ain't it. But yeah. So we ain't got nothing else there. That's all I got. All right, so we're right back with the final thoughts. We're right back. 
watching anything? Nope. I sure dumb. I got one. You ready for this? Maybe. Watermelon pizza. <laughs> Where did that come from? I happened to see it on Facebook when we did this podcast. Watermelon pizza. Here's how we get it. Slice up. Watermelon. Just a little smaller watermelon. Slice it up. Grill the watermelon. You grill it. Both sides. You melt your cheese and you put all your little stuff on there, your pepperoni, whatever you want to put on there, and then you put it in the oven. You let it sit, take it out, and then it's good to eat. You know my reaction was? to lose my coffee. to say this, and I'm probably going to chew my like own words. Yeah, uh, I'm going to chew my own words when I say this. But I would rather have black olives on my pizza than that hot garbage. I would. I would pick black olives over a watermelon pizza all freaking day long. And they both are horrible. Don't even. Don't. Uh-uh. Don't even. Don't act surprised. Like you really fixed to have a heart attack. You know what I thought you would have said? Oh, Lord. That you'd rather have mushrooms. Yeah! <laughs> no! Are you nuts? No! No. No. Black olives. Yeah! No, and that's even worse. Oh, yuck! Yuck, yuck, yuck! No, 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 no. 
I would not do that as a part of a protein diet of any kind. No. No. Yuck. <laughs> you I'm just saying, I just seen that nasty shit on the dot. I can't do that. I'm not gonna disrespect watermelon and pizza at the same time. Nah, bro. Uh-uh. That I'm with you on. Can you imagine the taste? No. Uh, 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 uh. Pepperoni cheese. Yeah. And the watermelon. And look, bro. And you know what the crazy part about that was? That was the. That was even when it was sliced up. It was the the harder part of the watermelon. It wasn't even the actual watermelon itself. Meaning what it looked like on cartoons. They eat the watermelon part, but not the hard part. Thank God my trash can's right here. No, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. It ain't worth it. Uh-huh. That's all I got. There's nothing else we can do. I can stop with the glass out of here. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is no, there's no Don't Take Sports Talk thing, but download it to the newest link to our podcast. I am Daryl. Yeah, right across from me. Yep. All right. Come